Welcome into a special edition of Inside Princeton Vikings Athletics here on VikeNation.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. Normally, we're joined by Princeton AD Joe Roberts. Joe uh, out of town on some business this week, so we've got a couple of special guests with us. Uh, first up, uh, head volleyball coach Kevin Tucker and then uh, head girls track and field coach Darren Braddock's uh, joining us here today on the show to discuss their programs and how they're able to how they're navigating through the early stages of the spring season so uh, coaches do appreciate your time here today and uh, giving us your thoughts on your teams here so let's jump in right to it and uh, first thing I kind of talk about is just the condensed nature of the spring schedule it seems like it's, the springtime is more condensed than any other season uh, that we have at the high school level with so many events and, and practices and meets and whatnot and games and such a short time. So I'm curious, and uh, Darren, I'll start with you first. How do you go about trying to keep your team, your runners and your, your field athletes sharp when it seems like the season is just so condensed, you've got to get so much done in such a short period of time. Yeah, that's, that's one of our challenges <laughs> of many challenges, but um you know, we, we try to sprinkle in uh, one or two meets a week. So that kind of keeps them energized as opposed to just training and training and training with nothing on the horizon. So, you know, as long as they've got something to look forward to, it kind of keeps them uh, sparked and energized. So we, you know, it, it gets tough when things get moved or rained out or things of that nature. But, um, you know, if we can keep things moving with meets through the week and through the weekends and we keep them sparked and ready to go. Kevin, how is that on your end, try to get your your guys going and, and, and keep them fresh, I should say, because you have a lot more, you know, matches and, and sometimes even this week, you know, day after day after day in a row without a lot of practice time in between. And obviously, and we'll talk more about the league itself a little bit later on, but uh, how do you go about that on your end of things, trying to keep your get your guys as sharp as possible? For us, it's just a lot of on-the-job training for our kids. Most of them have never played volleyball before. We had about two weeks of practice before the season started. And once our season starts, it's games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and so like Friday, we'll do some lifting, run through some drills, talk about some court awareness type things that come up in the games. But our kids, all their training and all their learning happens in the game, especially when we're playing some of the tougher competition in the GMC. Uh, they pick up quite a bit those 20, 20 games that we play. Talking about one of your uh, student athletes in particular, it was just recently named a, a GMC Athlete of the Week, and that's your uh, setter, Cliff Cass. And that comes in and, uh, you know, as a freshman and, and not too long into it, named Athlete of the Week, I believe the opening week he had 35 assists. So, yeah, he's feeling his way through there. And, and as you said, maybe some on-the-job training there. But uh, I'm wondering from your perspective as a freshman, what stood out about him in the run up to the regular season that made you decide, okay, he's the guy I want setting the table for my offense? He's a he's a really good athlete. He's got really good court awareness, uh, explosive, you know, trying to get to the ball. Um, he did a really good job learning his position pretty quickly. He's got pretty good hands, and that's what stood out to us. Uh, he had really good hands, really good court awareness early. Um, with your setter, he runs the offense. If you don't have a setter, you're going to be in trouble. So that was kind of what we saw in him at the beginning. Yeah, good start to his career for sure. Uh, Darren, on your side of things, your team coming off of a, uh, a really solid outing at the uh, Spurlock Invitational. Uh, take us through that, uh, how you felt your athletes did up there. Did they meet your expectations, exceed your expectations, still room to go there? Uh, who stood out? I mean, yeah, we, we've got room to grow. Um, this was a, a good barometer for us. We had some high-caliber teams coming in from the Columbus area, 
and uh, we showed that we belong. Um, we're a young team. I mean, we graduated uh, eight or nine seniors from last year, so we've got a new crop of athletes that are stepping up, and and they're doing so. Um, we had a freshman hurdler um, who uh, had a huge PR in hurdles and got second place, and she's dropping major time. Her name is Kalise Robb, and uh, she's just going to be somebody for people to take a look at over the next uh, four years, three and a half years here. So um, we're growing, we're developing, we're working. We got a chance to see what high caliber track and field really looks like. They're excited and um, we're just we're just looking to continue. A couple of freshmen we're talking about here for both of your teams uh, doing some very nice things early on in their high school careers. It, it, what's it like for each of you? And, and Darren, I'll start with you first to see these youngsters come in right away and start producing right away, start giving you those results right away, maybe doing it before maybe you expected it early on, maybe before they expected it early on. Uh, what's that process like for you as a coach? Well, for me, it starts with um, staying connected with the middle school, um, doing some evaluation there, seeing their meets and, and trying to identify some of the top eighth graders coming in. And once we can identify those eighth graders, we, we try to grab them as early as we can, get them doing some things with us in the summer working on their development so that when their opportunity does come, that they're ready to show us if they're, if they're ready for JV or varsity on this level. And uh, being like, uh, I use Kalisa as an example, we were able to grab her early. Um, she had a solid indoor season. And so we, we, we're seeing what we expected out of her um, and as well as some of our other freshmen that put that work in early. So there is a process to what we do as far as identifying them, uh, training them up and then getting them ready to go. Kevin, what's that process like for you on your end as far as getting getting kids that maybe play another sport at Princeton, guys that come in, you know, from the club ranks, but also younger guys like Cliff who come in right away, and you're trying to build a unit, but also trying to get them to develop individually uh, along the way? Yeah, unfortunately for us, we don't have any kids that play club. Uh, most of our kids, this is their first outing. Now with uh, volleyball being an official OHSSA sport, we're hoping to get some feeder stuff down at the middle school uh, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, but with the, with our kids, they're, they're super athletic and you get to see them progress very quickly. Um, you know, they, they learn the game pretty quickly. They're pretty athletic kids. They, they understand other sports and they can carry some of that over, uh, to the volleyball court. And they, they do a really good job, especially with our basketball players being able to jump, uh, being really quick on their feet. It's a, uh, kind of a, a, a one of the tougher conferences in the league to try and grow and learn along the way. Obviously you guys know that better than I do because you're in it, you know, on a regular basis, you know, daily, weekly, what have you. Uh, Kevin, let me start with you with this one, talking about the GMC in general, we're trying to build this program up to contend with some of the, you know, perennial teams in the top half of the league here, but obviously this league, you know, there's no days off. There's always a tough, there's a tough outing every time out. Uh, inside the GMC what's that process like when you're trying to build a program where as you said guys are coming in you know fresh to the game not necessarily from the club ranks there but you're also understanding that this league you know takes no mercy on you they don't show you any kind of sympathy in that regard and you're trying to build that while doing so in a very very tough league yeah I mean I we talk to our kids, especially when we play the tougher competition, you, you get better by playing better competition. Like with, when our, when we're practicing, our kids don't know enough to be competitive against each other. So when we're playing Lakota Easts and the Masons and the Sycamores, 
uh, and the Oak Hills, the kids get a lot out of that because they're playing such high caliber competition and they just get better. Uh, yesterday we played West Claremont and a handful of their kids played club and our kids started picking up the block a lot better, started following their hitters a lot better because they were playing that better competition. Um, and our kids work really hard because they want to be successful. They want to be a better team. And so they have the drive to perform and get better every day. Darren, on your side of things, as you said, you, you try and keep it to one to two meets a week. But I have to imagine also, as the season goes along, you're seeing a lot of these GMC schools and runners in various meets, necessarily ones that are, you know, officially GMC meets, uh, if you will. Uh, take us through that. What, what you've seen, how, how the girls have responded to maybe seeing some of these GMC schools already, you know, understanding where they got to where they got to be to get where they want to go uh, ultimately by the end of the season. Well, I mean, we recognize that the GMC uh, on the track side is probably the top conference in the state of Ohio. And in order to be competitive, um, it's all about preparation. And for me, I like to throw them in the fire early and often. So even if we're not going against GMC competition, we want to go against GMC caliber competition. So we take them out of town a lot. Uh, we had a spring break trip. We took them to Atlanta and faced some really tough teams down in Georgia. Uh, we've got some uh, meets in Columbus that we're going to, and then we've got a meet in Louisville. So um, my job is to prepare them for the GMC and the, and the, and the state tournament to, to come after that as well. And we do that by just, like I said, the, the level of competition. So that when we get to that GMC, uh, we've been there, done that. We've, we've faced that competition. We've excelled in that competition. So now it's just a matter of execution and they're comfortable in that environment. As you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, Darren, you, you limit your limit your uh, outings to one or two meets per week. So you have a little bit more of a, a, a set schedule, if you will. Obviously, Mother Nature is going to play a factor into things and, uh, and has in various ways already. Do you, when you go into a season and you put your schedule together, do you, are you already thinking at that point, okay, when, when am I going to start perhaps tapering some kids so that we are – peaking at the right time or heading into the right direction at the end of the season. So when the end of the season comes and we get into the postseason, you know, my runners and my field athletes are at their peak. When do you start that process? Um, we, that's before the season even starts. We have a game plan before the season even starts, what we're going to be doing with our elite athletes or JV type athletes. Um, our goal is to get everybody to compete all year. So when we have meets that are, are multiple weeks during the week, um, we will take our, our JV or our varsity B athletes, and they'll typically run on the weekday. And our, our A top kids will stay back and train. And then our A top kids will train, will compete on Saturday. So we've got, um, we've got it down to kind of a science on how we want to do things around here and how we want to make sure that our top athletes are not worn out and prepared for the GMC come later on. So when, when you see our schedule, we've got two meets. It's, it's a rarity that uh, our top athletes are doing both of those meets. Kevin, on your side of things, obviously, you know, more more games in a week and, and, and boom, 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 one after the other. Uh, kind of a similar question to you. Uh, are, how are you able to try and work things out with your guys so that you are peaking at the right time, that you don't want to peak right now as we're, as we're talking on April the 12th, but later in the month and into May that they are playing their best ball? How do you go about that? Is that something you can, you know, try and look at? Uh, ahead of time when you're putting the schedule together? Does that come along during the season? How do you go about that process? Yeah, we try to, 
limit our GMC contact the first couple of weeks. So, cause we know like our, we're growing our program. Our kids don't have a lot of experience. So we try to get some teams that uh, play, you know, not up to that caliber of the top GMC schools uh, with resting our kids. We don't really have that luxury. Uh, we've only got 16 kids total JV and varsity. So there's not a lot of time to rest our kids. We don't have a lot of backup. Um, the roster isn't that deep with volleyball anyway. Uh, so our big thing is try to give them some manageable games at the beginning. And then that second, third week, starting to see some of that tough competition uh, and then leading into the last three weeks of the season. When we're trying to peak and build it towards the end of the season, obviously we're not there yet. We, do, we don't want to peak right now because that doesn't really serve any, any purpose as far as the end of season goals and whatnot. Uh, Kevin, let me start with you. If you haven't, it's like I said, we only have a handful of matches in right now under our belts and obviously a long way to go. Have you been able to gauge where your team's potential peak is at at this point yet? Do you have enough games? Do you have enough practices under your belt to this point to kind of gauge that? And if so, where do you think this team's ultimate ceiling can be? Honestly, the way we're playing right now, I think our peak is going to be late in the season, which is probably where you want it to be. Like I said, right now, we're working on court awareness. We're working on just the mechanics uh, of the game. We're working on the fundamentals of the game. Uh, every day we get better. We get better at serve, receive. We get better at blocking. Our front row is getting better at picking up the block, picking up their man. Um, having played some of the teams with some club kids, our back row is really picking up on where to be when the hitter's coming. Uh, they've seen some pretty good hitters the last couple of weeks. Um, so, like I said, I see us peaking late in the season just from the nature of the beast with our kids not having a lot of experience. They're, they get better every day, uh, and we'll be peaking right towards the end, right where we want to be. Darren, on your end of things, we talked about a, you know, a, a strong finish at the Spurlock. You've talked about you know taking the kids on spring break down to Atlanta to face some comp tough competition as well. Uh, so we've got a few meets under our belt on your side of things as well. Have you been able to gauge where you potentially see this team going uh, towards the end of the regular season and into the postseason? Yeah, I think, you know, like every team, I mean, if, if we stay healthy, that's going to be the biggest thing there, stay healthy and stay driven. Um, but talent-wise, um, we're shaping into something. I think we'll be um, – We'll, we'll be a top three, top four team in the GMC, and you just never know how things will shake out on that final day. And, you know, same thing going into districts and regionals. I mean, we're the defending uh, regional champion. Um, I think we'll put our name in that hat again. We'll be tough. Um, and then when it comes to state, um, I'd like to think we're still a top 10 team, even though we're young, but the, we're, we're, we're trending in that direction again. Lastly, before I let you guys go, it's 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 almost feels odd odd in a year now in 2022 that we are sort of returning to some sense of normalcy when it comes to sporting events. You know, we're not having to you know necessarily worry as much about COVID protocols and testing and all that kind of stuff and social distancing and spacing things out and all of those uh, types of things in trying to have a season so that these kids have a chance to compete, you know, potentially, you know, go on to the next level and play at the next level, you know, it's at some point down the road. But what's that been like for you, for you guys as coaches to be able to have some sense of a normal kind of structure once again and not necessarily have the COVID protocols while still ever present in everybody's minds, but not necessarily uh, be at the forefront. Darren, I'll start with you. 
Yeah, it's it's wonderful uh, to try to get back to some sort of normalcy. Um, last year was tough. Um, we practiced uh, extremely late um, and trying to get kids to and from campus after five o'clock was very difficult. Sometimes we're practicing under the lights. Um, we're practicing in small groups, trying to uh, navigate weight rooms and things of that nature. It was it was a very difficult time. And, you know, when they when they took the reins off of us and let us get back to a little bit of normalcy this year, things are going back to normal as far as our program and the smoothness of things that we do. So um, it's exciting times. It's, it's a lot easier. It's a lot smoother transition and things we're doing. We're able to get back to our normal program. Um, and, and the girls are reacting as such because it feels it feels right. It feels back normal again. Kevin, on your side of things, obviously, you know, it's tough to social distance when you're on a when you're on a condensed volleyball court and even even in practice you know you can get back to some kind of sense of normalcy there what's that been like for you to not necessarily have to worry about you know maybe splitting guys into small groups or just doing individual drills you can work as a unit it's it's been awesome you know we're really looking forward to the next couple of years if things trend the way that they are you know two years ago we had a decent group of kids come out and then we got shut down before the season started Last year, we had a hard time just getting people to come out. Our entire squad last year was seniors. We only had a varsity team, so we didn't have anything feeding our program, building our program. Uh, and this year, we've got eight freshmen, sophomores, three juniors. So we're looking forward to what it's going to be like uh, in the future. We've got a young group of kids. Uh, we'll have time to groom them up, get them playing at better competition, try to get some kids on a club team somewhere. Uh, the sky's the limit for us at this point. I mean, we're really excited about, you know, COVID protocols are gone, at least for the time being. Our kids can be around each other, coach each other up. It's It's been awesome. It's been a really good season from that respect. One last thing here to uh, keep fans, you know, engaged throughout the remainder of the season to come out and support you guys. For, uh, one One thing from each of you, that will say, okay, my team will reach their peak if they do this. And Kevin, I'll start with you. Uh, for our kids, it's it's uh, communicating on the court. Uh, they were, they're not used to being on the court. They don't exactly know where they're going. The more they communicate, when they're communicating, when they're backing each other up, they are fun to watch. You know, they don't know the game very well, but they're extremely athletic. They are a fun group to watch. Darren, on your end? Just consistency. Uh, if we're consistent in our practices um, and we have very, very difficult practices, we don't take any days off. So if they're consistent in our practices and they trust the coaching staff, we're going to be a tough out. So just consistency. And there you have it, folks. Uh, you you want to get in inside the programs. These are these are uh, this is a great way to do it. And, uh, you know, great insight here from uh, from two programs that are up and coming and looking to uh, make a lot of noise towards the uh, end of the season here. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Best of luck on the season. Fans, check out the schedule on vikenation.org. Get out and support these programs. Uh, they're doing a great job, and they're working uh, very, very hard here. It's volleyball head coach Kevin Tucker and girls track and field coach Darren Braddock joining us here on the program here today. My thanks to them once again here on Inside Princeton Vikings Athletics here on vikenation.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.